welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. I will sing of mercy and justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing praises. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. I shall, it shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. My eyes shall be on the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who lies shall not continue in my presence. Early I will, I will destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Please join me in prayer. Father, it is with great desire that we have sought you today. Father, we have sought you with all of our heart and now, Father, I am asking that you would speak to us from your word, that you would teach us your word, and that your word would be spirit and life. Father, I pray that you would give us the spirit of revelation and open the eyes of our understanding that we may see and behold that which you are speaking to us today. Father, empower me to speak your word not in my own strength, but in the power and dynamic of the Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <laughs> Psalm 101 is often referred to as the oath of office. And many believe that this is King David himself making vows of his own heart that he would have as king. And, and how great are the commitments and the vows that he makes here. Look with me at the ten vows that David makes in this, in this passage of Scripture. Next slide for me, please. First he says, I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Now the word perfect there doesn't mean without flaw. It, it means to be mature or to be blameless. Next he says, I'll walk within my house with a perfect heart. With maturity. Hopefully blameless. He says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes I hate the work of those who fall away those who choose to depart from the correct path 
Those who set their own course, do their own thing. I will not know wickedness. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, I will destroy. Then he says, I will not endure haughty people with a proud heart. Then he says, I'll keep my eyes on the faithful people of the land. Those who are faithful, those who are dependable. The last two, the deceitful person and the one who tells lies will not be permitted around me. And I will remove the wicked from my presence and from the land. What an amazing oath David takes here in his own heart. What would it be like if the leaders of our nation made these same vows and lived them out? What difference do you think it would make? What difference would it make if the CEOs and the CFOs of all the corporations of America made these same vows and lived them out? What would be different? How would our city be different if our city and civic leaders made these vows and then lived them out? See, it's not enough just to say, I, I believe this, right? Okay, now let's get really close. How would your family be different if mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, you made these vows and lived them out? How would it be different? See, what makes this very powerful is the heart that not only says it, but the heart that does it. Remember our study last week in this series we're doing on building the ark we said if we're going to build an ark for the family, we have to build it with gopher wood. And while we know very little about gopher wood because it existed pre-flood, what we do know about it is, is it had a very strong fiber to it that could withstand the surges of the, of the flood of the earth but also it was very enduring because it's visible on Mount Ararat today. So it's very enduring and it is very strong. And we said if we're going to build an ark for the family, we have to build it with something that is enduring and something that will withstand the storms of life. And Jesus told us what that was in Matthew chapter 7. Remember? That's what we studied last week when he said, the house that stands the storms is the house that knows my word and does it. All right? And then we made that commitment at the close of the service that we're going to build our lives 
on the word of the living God. Amen? Well, now we need to do something else. We not only have to have the right material, we have to have the right framework. When God spoke to Noah, he not only told him, build it of gopher wood, but he told them him the dimensions and what the shape would be. And, and we have to have the right framework if we're going to build an ark for the family. And the kind of framework we're talking about is the very thing David spoke about here in Psalm 101. If we're going to be a person that can make these vows and live out these vows, we have to be a people that believe that there is an absolute standard of truth and we will live by that truth and commit ourselves to that truth. There, there are a lot of people who have very strong beliefs. But if it's not convenient to live by that belief, they will adjust it according to the situation or the people that they are around. Those are called preferences. Preferences. I lost my projectionist. There he is. Preferences. Strongly held beliefs, say it with me, strongly held beliefs that may adjust if... Okay? So I, I strongly believe that, yeah, this is what a family is. Oh, but, but, oh, if, 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 if I will support you in this over here, you will do this for me. Oh, okay, well, well, I, I don't really believe that, but okay. Sound like some of the politicians we've sent to Washington? A more convenient truth is available. Or we don't want to be embarrassed and we don't want to look silly. And so, and, and, and you know, well, everybody else wants to do that. So even though I don't really agree with that, but okay, if that's what everybody else wants to do, I'll go along because it would be inconvenient or it might be embarrassing or, or they, they may think that I'm judging them because, because I don't agree with that. See, that's preference. It's, it's kind of like what I have to do sometimes. I prefer steak or a good meatloaf or a nice pot roast or roast turkey with all the trimmings. I, I prefer that, but... Right now, it's more convenient to stop at a burger stand. Yeah, there's no comparison. I prefer one, but it's more convenient to do that. 
Dear ones, if, if that's how we're building our family, we're, we're raising our family based upon preferences, but those, those strongly held beliefs will adjust when circumstances dictate it, then, dear ones, we are building our family with the wrong kind of framework. It is not a framework that will withstand heavy pressure and storms. Instead, we need to build our family on convictions. Convictions. Convictions are this. Would you read it with me, please? Convictions are core values. Stop right there. Core values. Not just strongly held beliefs. There's a difference between a strongly held belief and a core value. And the difference is exactly what we have up here on the screen. Now say it with me, if you would, please. It's a core value that a person would die before. They would die before they would violate them. You know, there, there are... There are people who gathered on the green that small patch of grassy land at the center of Lexington and faced the strongest army in the world at that time rather than deny that their families should live free they would rather die than give up that core value that God meant for men to live free there were men and women who disregarded the Nazi regime because they believed that the Jewish people were God's people and they should not be murdered in the camps of Germany. And they gave their life for that belief, for that core value just as many gave their life rather than, than let slaves be sent back to the south. They would hide them and they would help them get to the Underground Railroad so they could get to freedom from slavery because they believed that all human life had value regardless of its color, regardless of its religious belief. There were people that believed that Jesus Christ is God and He had risen from the dead. 
and they faced the Roman emperor and all of his representatives and they said as for me no king but Jesus and they died for that core value crucified burned at the stake Nero lined his garden with men and women covered with tar and he would set them on fire and that was the light for his garden at night so he could walk through his gardens but they would rather die than deny their core value that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior core values held so strongly that we would rather die than violate them do you have those kind of core values in your heart are you building your family with that kind of structure and framework Have you taught your children and your grandchildren and do you live it out before them? Do they know that mom, that dad would die before they would tell a lie? They would die before they would deny Jesus Christ. They would die before they would violate their marriage vows. What are the core values in your heart that you would die for before you would give them up. Young people, let me tell you something. There is nothing like Christianity. It gives you something worth dying for. Not only something worth living for, but worth dying for. And not only that, when you die for it, the Scripture says you get a better resurrection. But we live... We live in such a relative culture. Everything is relative. Well, if that's, you know, if that's what you believe, that's good for you. I want to tell you something, dear ones. There are some absolute truths that are worth dying for. That wasn't nearly a strong enough amen, by the way. Do you have such values in your life? Look again at what King David said he believed in. Go ahead and go to the next slide for me. I, I want to give you a moment just to read through that list again. Take a moment and read through those ten things one more time. Look at what was in his heart what he believed and what he sought to live out. Now dear ones, look right here. If core values are going to build an ark that will make sure a family survives from generation to generation, those core values have to be biblical. 
I mean, there are many people who have convictions that they would die for, but they don't build strength and structure. There are libertarians who would die for the freedom of what anybody believes in, whether that is is uh, open market for marijuana or or uh, same sex marriage or or any as long if it's personal freedom, you know, as long as you believe it, that's that's a libertarian worldview. But that's not biblical, and it doesn't build strong families. There are socialists who will die for socialism. There have been many dictators who have died for their socialist beliefs, but they don't build strong families. That was one of the things that was so visible to us when we first began going behind the Iron Curtain. Families were shattered. There was no family structure. In fact, one family member didn't know if they could trust another family member because a family member might receive a better position and a better pay if they would turn in a family member because they were violating the socialist code of ethics. So be it. If you really call that ethics. Sending family members to the gulag because they believed in Jesus. Now see, if it's going to be a core value that really builds a strong family, they have to be biblical. They have to be founded upon that which is absolute infallible truth. Amen? I, I want to share with you ten of these core values we see in Scripture. Before we go there, don't put it up yet. Before we go there, I want to share something with you. Please listen very closely, dear ones. These are not political statements. These are biblical statements that are at the core of Scripture and the core of God's heart. But there has been a very calculated work of the enemy to try and move people's hearts away from truth by making some biblical standards to be a political statement held by some rednecked radical right-wing political person and so they've been labeled with that kind of label. And it's no longer being heard from the heart of Almighty God. And dear ones, it is time for the church of Jesus Christ to stand for truth and not stand for a political position. We must stand for what is biblical truth. And we must build our families on the absolute, infallible, unchanging, unalterable Word of God. Amen. Dear ones, biblical truth 
is transgenerational and it's transcultural. I cringe when I hear college students and high school students and, and young people in their 30s and they will look and they will say, well, that was good for the church back then, but, but we're, we're a new generation. So what? The Word of God changes from generation to generation? No way. It is eternal. That is why it says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heavens. And it doesn't change from generation to generation. What was truth in the 1800s is truth today. I get a little passionate about this. Because, dear ones, if we don't have this solid truth to build our lives on, we have no foundation. We are building with balsa wood and we are building on sand. And when the storm comes, it will crumble. But when you build it on the absolute Word of God, it will stand a lifetime and it will stand for many generations. One of the great illustrations of that is sometimes go on Google and look up the generations of John Adams. And look at what his generations did down through many generations. It is amazing and stunning what that man left in America. His first son, John Quincy Adams, at 13 years of age, was an ambassador to Russia as a 13-year-old because he was so brilliant and so well-educated. Oh, and by the way, he was home educated. I just, I'm just giving you a little tickler. I hope you will go look it up. Because I'm telling you the truth. When you build your family on the Word of God and that solid foundation and the biblical principles and you have biblical core values, dear ones, it'll stand many generations. It's enduring and it will stand storms. John Adams and his wife Abigail were separated many months, sometimes, sometimes 14, 15 months at a time because of his work, only exchanging letters that had to travel by ship 30 and 45 days between letters. But their marriage stood the time because it was built with solid structure. Look at these ten core values. Only ten of many. I could put many more up here, but only ten. The first core value. I will believe, excuse me, I, I, I got to scroll down. I got to catch up with my notes. Here we go. Do we have them? There we go. I know that's really small print, but the first is the Holy Bible is the infallible, inerrant Word of God. 
Really believe that at your heart and your core. And in a few weeks, through the summer months, we're going to talk about apologetics. I'm not going to speak it to you in theological terms. I just want to give you the basis of why we believe some of the things we believe and and why we need to take stands in this day and generation for these solid truths one of the things we'll look at is how do we know the bible is infallible and inerrant how do we know it's the absolute truth for this generation how do we know that here's the second thing jesus christ is god and he is the only savior of mankind Jesus Christ is God and He's the only Savior of mankind. And by the way, His Father's name is not Allah. Allah is a deity from the ancient Babylonian culture. It is not Christian and He is not God. There is only one God eternally existing in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All human life is sacred and valuable, born and unborn. Folks, listen. Whether they're Chinese, whether they're European, whether they are Hispanic, whether they are black, whether they are Caucasian. All human life is sacred and should be honored because we're made in the image of God. Dear ones, listen closely. Scripture says we're all of one blood. Not all of one color, not all of one culture, not all of one ethnicity but we're all of the same blood because we all have the same creator we all have the same heavenly father come on amen Amen. core values here's the next one my body is the temple of the holy spirit i will not defile it with immoral behavior or immoral entertainment I will not allow in my home video, audio, or printed material that violates this covenant. I'll move on. Some caught their breath right that moment. Sexual relationship is beautiful and sacred. Designed by God to be enjoyed only within the marriage relationship. Marriage is not cultural or man-made or man-made contract, but is a covenant ordained by God whereby a man and a woman enter into a lifelong relationship based upon mutual honor and respect. Biblical principles, dear ones, not political statements. Biblical principles. Framework for a solid family that will last a lifetime. 
Jesus Christ is the way, truth, and the life. He is my Lord, therefore I will not speak deception or a lie, nor will I knowingly pass on a deception or a lie. Integrity. Integrity. One of the seven things God hates is one who sows discord among brethren. I will not listen to or spread gossip, criticalness, or unkind reports about anyone. May I pause a moment here? Right now in Hermiston, this is a serious issue. Over the last two to three months, there has been an assault of the powers of darkness against the church in Hermiston. Gossip about pastors, gossip about churches. The enemy is trying to tear down, and, and, and we have not been unscathed with it. But dear ones, as men and women of God who live with integrity and who are going to build the strong framework of a godly family that will endure generations, we have to make sure our home is free from that junk and that our kids don't hear it and our children will not participate in it and we train them to live a lifetime of not participating in that kind of sin. But when you go home from Sunday and you sit around the dinner table and you go, what do you think about what the, that preacher preached today? Well, I'm not sure I agree. Well, I, well you know so-and-so. Well, you know that. You know, and, and, the, and your kids are listening to this junk going on around the dinner table or going around the table while you're sitting at Denny's. When, you, when they hear this junk, they start believing it's not real and it's not authentic and they will reject the Lord Jesus Christ you say you believe in. Gossip and backbiting and criticalness will destroy the kingdom of God's work. But I want to tell you what will make it strong and mighty is when there is a family who says, you know what, we're going to live with integrity and we will not let our mouth do this. And when a church says, not on our watch, and someone comes to you and says, da, 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 da. you go, stop right there, please. I can't listen to this. I tell you what, if you've got a problem with that person, I will go with you and we can talk with that person and we can get it solved and, and healed. And I'm going to tell you something, dear ones. My office door swings both ways. I have had, I have had many people come to me and go, Pastor, I don't, I, why did you do that? Pastor, I don't understand this. Pastor, this hurt me. And, and I listen, and, I will, and so does Pastor Aaron, and, and, and so does, does Reagan and Richard. Our pastors will listen. They will hear you. And that's why we have a, a policy of reconciliation that every member is given a copy of and we walk it out. We follow the Matthew 18 principle and we follow it every time. And that is why we have strength and fiber in our church family. 
Because, dear ones, one is not above the other. We are walking this walk together. Your pastors say to you, follow us as we follow Jesus. Come on. Amen? It has to be that way. Dear ones, if there's going to be strength, it has to be that way. We will not allow gossip and criticalness to get a foothold in our church family. Amen? Church, amen? Hallelujah. Let's go to the next one. Number nine, I was born a sinner with a self-willed heart that desires to violate God's commandments. And only Jesus Christ can change my heart. Here's number ten. Life is best lived out when I repent of my sin and ask Jesus Christ into my heart and I become a true disciple of Him. Ten core values that every family can live by. Dear ones, you don't, you don't get there overnight. You, you build this kind of a family one plank at a time. One seed at a time. God gave Noah 120 years to build the ark. Now, you and I may not have 120 years to build a family like that, but I tell you what, we can do it in two years. We can do it in 10 years. Come on. Amen? How do you do it? One plank at a time. You got to start with taking this and saying, you know what? We believe this as a family. We believe this. Particularly if you're new. And where you start with is this. Jesus needs to be Lord and Savior of our family. And the way Jesus Christ becomes Lord and Savior of our family is everyone in our family acknowledges that they, they have sin in their heart. They are, they are selfish by nature. We are self-willed by nature. And, and we will, by nature, we will rebel against God. And so we must renounce that. We must repent of it. We must turn to God and ask Jesus to wash our heart and Jesus to come live in our heart. And that's what we do as a family. As a family, we all walk with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our life. And He's going to be Lord of our family. Amen? Start with that plank. Start there. And then build on it. Build on it. You know what? And we're going we're, we're to be committed to the infallibility of God's Word. And this is how we know. You've got to be able to defend your faith. If you cannot defend why you believe the Bible is God's holy Word, dear one, you're on shaky ground. That's why we want to give you solid... You don't have to be a great theologian to defend the Holy Scripture. you just got to know some of the basic truths. But we got to build this in our family, a plank at a time, a board at a time. We are building an ark that our family is going to last a lifetime. Our family is going to last many generations. And the Scripture has promised us that the righteousness of a man will reach to the tenth generation. And I am declaring that my family will be mighty in spirit and will walk and serve God to the tenth generation. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, mighty God. So blessed God. you join us online today. Praise For you, more resources God. on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, 
you can contact us at 541-567-4486 or email us at info at winacity.com.